0: From the San Francisco Bay Area, it's time for Live from the Bay with Joey.
1: Here's Joey. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Live from the Bay with Joey. And I've got with me Jammin. Are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, Jammin. So we've got joining us today Christopher Showerman. Chris Showerman, who's an American actor. Best known for his role as George and George of the Jungle 2. Since then, he's done several TV and feature projects as well as live theater. Most recently, he performed as Joe DiMaggio in Maryland um, at the Paris Hotel in Las Vegas. So that's really interesting. Got to talk to him about that because, as you know, Marilyn and Joe DiMaggio were married in San Francisco. He wrote, produced and directed the full length music drama Radio America, now available through Lionsgate and streaming on Amazon, Redbox, Vudu, iTunes, YouTube and Google Play. And you'll like this jam. And he's from your state of Michigan. He was born in Jackson, Michigan.
2: (laughs) I
0: know where that is. Yeah. Go Wolverines.
1: Awesome. His other interests include supporting the special needs community, the Christopher and Dana Ree Foundation, and his pit bull, Sophie. All right. So without further ado, Christopher Showerman. Chris, you there? Hey, I'm here. Thank
0: you, Joey. Thank that was you. great.
1: Thank you. So, you know, interestingly, I'm looking at your background and what well, caught my interest, your musician um, and, you know, and both myself and Jam and our musicians. And and then you went from basically, um, kind of being an unknown actor to becoming, you know, like doing the lead role for Georgia, the jungle part two. Um, so I kind of would like to know how really you got started in the entertainment industry.
0: Oh, well, you know, it's, it's, kind of a long story that covers all that and and I think it's cool to be talking to musicians because you guys get you know that 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 whole that whole journey um, so I got bit by the bug I guess when I was five I was I was in a play when I was a little kid and I didn't even know what I was doing but I I knew that I was getting a lot of adulation and a lot of attention being something that I didn't feel like I was in real life I was playing a big strong billy goat (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you know to a a little kid that that doesn't doesn't feel terribly powerful to find out look i can just there's a job out there where i can pretend that i'm something that i want to be that was that was rocket fuel to me and so that like got me got me going down the path and uh and music was part of that path you know it's it's just another another form of performance expression and my mom was a music teacher so that's that's what uh got me going in the music direction and i studied music at michigan state and taught it so um coming out here finally deciding you know i wanted to act was really more a choice of well i feel like the kind of music i was playing i had to rely on a bunch of musicians and uh, as a team you know we were going to make it as a band and i figured you know once that fell apart i figured you know what if i'm an actor i can just sink or swim on my own and it's it's just it's all up to me i don't have to rely on anybody else
1: that's a great story <laughs> people want to know basically an unknown to replacing brendan Fasier as a title character of a disney franchise it
0: was it was miraculous it was kind of a um a cinderella story the, you know i just had met with uh an agent at caa that, and I had told her, I wasn't even meeting for representation, but I told her, hey, my agent that I've got right now, is he's, you know, he tries hard and he's a good guy. Um We've been trying to get in for this this role on this movie. And anyway, and about an hour after I spoke to her, she calls me up and says, hey, I have you an appointment if you want to take it. I know I'm not your agent, but if you want to get in the room. <laughs> I said, mm. yeah, and it, the rest is kind of history. Yeah, I I was able to Go in. I, it was a series of five or six different auditions. Um, so it was kind of running the gauntlet. But when mm-hmm. I got to audition with, uh, Jordan Kerner and, uh, Greg Hoffman, who were the producers of the movie, um, I could tell, I was like, oh, there's magic in the room. That's just one of those perfect alignments. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so they were okay with going with a guy without a name because they figured George of the Jungle had a big enough name. They didn't need my name to help it out.
1: Yeah, and you did a great job. That's a wonderful opportunity. Sometimes those opportunities happen, and it's kind of strange how they do happen. I've talked to Jammin about this, but when I started, you probably don't know this, but I started off um, at the age of 20. Um, You know, I was a lot thinner and stuff like that, but there was a television show that came out called Chips. Remember that, Eric Estrada? I love that show. Yeah. And then somebody saw me and they were like, oh my God, you look like Eric, you know? And so, and then all of a sudden I kept hearing that. And then um, to make a long story short, I ended up getting signed with um, Ron Smith, Celebrity Lookalikes. And then Eric had contacted me. So it was kind of an interesting thing how that happened. And then years later, I did extra work for Nash Bridges. You Remember that with Cheech Marin? Sure. And then. Yeah, and so they were trying to find some kind of Hispanic that was as short as him to do a body double from the back. So they had to bald me up, darken my skin, but his suit fit me really well. So I appeared as a body double for him. But, you know, it's interesting. When things happen the way they happen and doors open, now you have a music background. So how did that land and factor into your work as an actor?
0: Well, you know, I approach... The roles that I get a chance to do, or even just audition for, I approach everything with with a soundtrack behind it. I figure we all kind of carry along a soundtrack to our own lives, and these mm. characters definitely have their own soundtrack. And how that music differs from my music is helps to inform me how to play that character.
2: Mm.
0: Wow! You know, George George's soundtrack is kind of you know. I think of that theme song that or 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 you know, in kind of a a goofy feel to it and that really helps to inform how you move sort of that how you carry yourself uh, Mm -hmm. from the inside out and so i i always try to find the music of a character um when i'm playing him wow
1: that's that's really interesting now i understand that you're releasing movies this year i believe right um yeah so can you tell me a little bit about maybe the roles that you play in them, the names of those movies and where people can find them? Okay. Well, there, this year,
0: there was a movie called terror tales that released earlier this year. That's streaming, I think on Amazon. Um, and that was a really fun, I I got to play a, a psychotic driver. It's It's an anthology. It's a horror anthology type movie. Mm -hmm. and my my character was basically the storyteller it was the the wraparound story so think of me as the crypt keeper in tales from the crypt and Mm -hmm. i'm uh i'm the guy that's telling the story um very funny as far as horror goes this was you know i i approached it like a horror comedy and Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun to do and it was just chucked right full of you know uh, horror horror names from the 80s and even late seventies and on. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was kind of cool to be a part of a project with so many people, so many veterans of the mm-hmm. genre. It's a great track record. And then, uh, the movie enter the fire, uh, was released and enter the fire is filmed right there in your very own San Francisco Bay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was a martial arts movie that I got to do. Phil Bourne directed it. And, uh, I and Lor played my brother. We were brothers. And Lou Ferrigno was in it, too. First time I've gotten to work with Lou. Oh,
2: wow. So,
0: yeah, that was an exciting piece. I just actually got to see it a a little while ago. And that is out streaming on uh, a few different platforms. I know it's on Amazon, and I think it's on some mm-hmm. other platforms as well.
1: Now, when you say it was a martial arts movie, so did you have to learn that for the part, or did they have an extra that came in? Did they have a double that came in to do that? How, how did that work?
0: Uh, that's a good question. Well, I they didn't have a double for me. I worked with a buddy of mine here, Tim Rivers, in uh, Los Angeles, Worked with him for about a month, just getting comfortable with martial arts moves because I don't have a martial arts background. And luckily, my character doesn't do a lot of fighting in this. I'm more, again, I'm more uh, helping to tie move the story forward. That character moves the story forward, and right. and uh, hopefully with with some comic panache. And so, so I do a couple of fights, a couple of um, just quick kicks and punches and with the right opponent you can sell anything you know mm. the guys that i w- was working with were all consummate professionals great fighters and mm. everything was was so well choreographed everybody stayed safe nobody got hit and it was it was a really fun project to, mm. to work on and i think if you're a martial arts fan especially it'd be a fun, a fun piece to watch
1: oh that's great and is there another one as well is there a third? Yeah, so I'm I'm
0: excited about this next piece coming out. Um, it's not out yet. They're just finalizing the distribution deal. But Encounter is a science fiction movie that mm-hmm. I was a part of uh, that should be releasing at the sometime this fall. Mm-hmm. And that that stars um, Luke Hemsworth. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Luke, there's Anna Hutchinson and uh, Vincent M. Ward, Vincent from uh, The Walking Dead, and Cheryl Texera. uh Just a, a great cast. It's a big ensemble cast, and and the the coup de grace of that was we got Tom Atkins in there too. Tom, you'll remember Tom from There's a Lethal Weapon and and uh, The Fog and all kinds of stuff from 80s, 90s, and he's just this. Just delightful veteran actor to work with. And I just sort of sat at the altar of Tom just just being around him, I felt like it made me a better
1: performer. Trying to soak into his aura. I saw the preview of it and was really impressed. That's great. Now, where is this movie supposed to take place in?
0: So the movie takes place uh in Augusta, Georgia, which is actually where we it. So it's it's sort of has a rural feel yeah. uh, to it. We find this, this thing out in the field without giving too much away. And and y'all find this talk thing. like this. Y'all talk right?
1: like this. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, a pretty I, good of Oh yeah I do. You better watch out. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was um that's what really kind of blew my mind. I was like, wow well, these people really sound I mean so it was it was very cool. Yeah. I, I really so I think that's gonna be <laughs> Something to watch. Were very suspenseful. Um, again, when do you expect this, or do you have any idea when it's going to be coming out? There's. I haven't heard of a
0: hard street date yet, but they're looking at at the autumn, so uh, September, October, somewhere in there. Hopefully before Christmas, so they can capitalize on that market. Sure, but uh, yeah, that's that, that's what they're they're looking
1: for. September, October, and you mentioned autumn. Do we even have an autumn in California? I don't think so. <laughs> well, that's why I had to say September, yeah, October, because exact. nobody knows what autumn is out here. <laughs> right, exactly. I know Jalen knows. Yeah, knows. he knows. Yeah. So um, so I want to um, ask you, for, for those that are, are trying to break into this industry, and it's very hard, as you know. Yeah you're in the hub of it being right in Los Angeles. And I mean, it's very true. Every time you go to LA, at, at least from Northern California, our perception is you go to Los Angeles, you ask somebody what they do, they're an actor or an actress, right? And right. They're, yeah, they're doing, you know, many other things, but they're very involved in the entertainment industry. So, but for those people that are try to tap into and break into the entertainment industry. Do you have any advice for them? Oh, great thoughts. Um, yeah. I think from, from my time out
0: here, I've been out here for over 20 years now, and it, people ask me on occasion that same thing. And I, I think the key thing that was told to me, which I always held on to, is don't do anything for a job or a gig. That you wouldn't do for any other reason. Mm-hmm. Like, don't compromise who you are. Don't give away that one thing you have to to make you unique and brandable. Don't give that away in in the pursuit of of something that you want because that's that's your essence, you know. That's so. Don't compromise who you are. I guess to, to go into it. And also, too, it's such it's so overwhelming. It's so daunting. To be surrounded by, like you mentioned uh, astutely, that everybody out here, everybody is involved in some way in the entertainment industry, and you you just feel like a grain of sand on a beach of, and all the other grains of sand are somehow better than you. So, so there's a lot of, and and people will sometimes complain about this in Los Angeles is that it seems like everybody's angling or networking or trying to, and that's that just that's just never. War well with me, I, I have a hard time hanging out with people knowing that I need something from them or want mm-hmm. it so so I think my better approach is just be friendly with everybody. you don 't know who you're talking to. They might be you know another production assistant like you, or they might be the head of the studio, and the great people tend to re- be really humble and really affable and approachable, mm-hmm. um, so treat everybody with respect everybody from from the craft service guy all the way up to the you know head of the studio I treat everybody with with respect and i think that's that's maybe a key not just for the entertainment industry but for life going into something everybody is an expert at something everybody has something to say and, and so honoring that with other people will help them move you forward and just maintain your your reputation in the industry
1: I really like that because I think that's so important. Um, I believe that so strongly, and I've talked to Jammin' about this uh, even this past week. You never know who you're talking to, and you have to be kind. You have to be nice. um, And there's a lot. You have to understand. There's a lot of people that are starting out, right? And they're brand new. And I'm I'm talking about people that work behind the scenes and they may not even know who they're talking to. They may say, Joey who, Chris who, Jammin' who? And then they make an assumption, but they never know who you know. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right? And so Mm -hmm. you never want anything that's gonna close the door on you. And Mm -hmm. like you hit a key, people need to get this. You just have to be kind. You just have to be kind with your words and with your actions. And so many times that's a check system for me because like I'm going, okay, Joey, were you kind there? Probably not. Maybe you need to, re- <laughs> yeah. maybe you need to rethink this through, maybe you need to. And so, you know, I believe in those spiritual principles. You and I have talked about that. Um, mm. One thing, what stood in my mind the first time I ever heard about you was I liked um, this phrase that you use. All things are possible. Where did you get that yeah. from? I'm interested in knowing where you got that. Oh, what wow, well thank first? you. Um, you know, early on, uh, back in the days
0: of, of physical headshots, like everybody now, we use use digital headshots and email, all that material. But, and you still get a couple of headshots printed up these days, but back then, you would buy hundreds of headshots. They oh, were expensive, yeah. Oh, yeah. and um, in the beginning, of my career they were all black and white well as well and then you you, you print your resume on the back of it and you send it out and right. n- 99.9 out of 100 times you never hear again from that headshot <laughs> it's just floating out there in the world right. and because of these headshots and I thought well it feels like such a waste how can I even though I know that I'll probably never hear from this person again how can I infuse that with a little bit of me a little bit of that hopefulness, that optimism, that I feel is part of who I am, and therefore part of what I have to offer, part of my brand, if you will. Um, and so I decided, at the bottom of my headshots, I would put um, "All things excellent, all things possible." I just I came up with this I, this uh, I don't know motto, I guess for myself. And and over time, the all things excellent part. I fell off, fell off because I thought, well, that's maybe slightly insincere. All things aren't always excellent. Sometimes things suck. But right. looking ahead, all things, and I truly believe anything is possible with the right mindset and with the right uh, energy and, and with the right openness to, to change and however things may decide they want to happen, all things are possible. And I feel like that I felt like that was something that I could share on my headshots and that was I thought my mini performances that was setting up and then it, it became how I would sign off on emails and how I sign autographs now. Um is is all things possible in hopes of inspiring people to go, especially if somebody's at that moment of going, Oh, forget it. I've I've tried and I failed, so I guess it's not possible. I wanna be that little tiny voice in the in the din of the public that goes try one more time give it one more shot and it's mm-hmm. also by the way that's also for me as it's to remind me don't give up all mm-hmm. things are possible and by by seeing it every day when I sign off that way that that helps to <laughs> remind and inspire me to keep going as well
1: and that's a good point I mean I do believe this I do believe in that saying. Um Because all things are possible. You have to be in the right mindset. But when I first heard this, when I first saw it uh, in regards to you, I thought to myself, you know, there's something deep within this gentleman from way back that drives him, you know, because there are things that drive us to get involved in special needs. Uh, Projects in helping the hungry. I was involved um, as an artist associate, as a singer for World Vision that feeds hungry children all over the world. And I used to do Uh, concerts. uh, What I'm saying is, you're doing the same thing in a different way with regards to special needs. But there's something inside you from the very beginning, the onset of your childhood, probably. That was instilled in you, that has driven you to be that person that reaches out, what do you think that might be?
0: Wow, great, great question um you know none of us none of us do it alone. <laughs> no man is an island, and I've been so lucky to have inspiring people mm-hmm. in my corner since day one. My parents were great my um my dad was in a completely different In a world of of success. He he was a salt of the earth guy and he worked with his hands and he worked in the dirt and, you know, blue collar, heavy labor and really didn't understand what he did. But to his credit, what, what I did, what inspired me, but to his credit, he said, look, even though I don't really get or maybe even appreciate what you do, I want you to be happy and I want you to follow your dreams and you can do anything. And I got that in spades from my mom as well and my My grandfather, um, same thing, always there supporting me, always behind me. And so I, I always felt like it was my duty, if I did ever get any notoriety or any success, to try and pay that forward. Because no matter how successful or unsuccessful you think you are, you're always in a position to help someone. Someone's always a little less fortunate at that moment than you are, and you have something that could help someone else. And when you do that, it makes you feel like a success. Even if before you were, you know, sort of feeling that lack of abundance in your life. Once you find somebody that you can help and you can, you can pay forward some of this energy, even if it's just that, you know, if it's not money, but it's, it's uh, encouragement or advice or, or mentorship or like what you did with, with the, uh, you know, raising money for children, for starving kids. It gives you the feeling of, well, I do have a purpose. You know, when you start feeling purposeless, it's like, oh, I I am supposed to be here for some reason. I am helping people. And uh, that's that's the thing that that drives me today. You know, when I get frustrated, we all get frustrated and, and disappointed when things don't go the way we want them to but you can always fall back on, but there's still someone that I could help. And that will make me feel like a success. That will make me feel like I, it was all all for a reason. It was not for naught. All that effort was not for for naught.
1: Well, that's a great point. Yeah, I um I definitely believe that. And you know, I've always believed, you know, I have a strong belief in God. I've told you that. Yeah. Um, And yeah. so that drives me because I know that this is part of my mission, you know, um, of what I'm supposed to do. And I think that when we do these things, people notice that because in this world, this world is driven so much by me, 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 me. Have I told you about me? (laughs) Let me tell you more about me and me, me, me. And nobody's really interested in helping the other Person out um right. that gentleman you know jamin that works with me here he's a serving person he's always given to other people. It takes those kind of people to to you know the people that reach out that are always there to serve and to help people um but that is driven by deep spiritual foundations within a human being because we don't do this alone, right. right. Because greed okay. and selfishness and all that kind of stuff is 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 not driven by the desire to help others, right? So there has to be something deeper within you that drives you. So thanks for, thank you for sharing um, that. Now, is that how you got involved? This Christopher Reeve Paralysis Foundation, um, also known yeah. as Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation. So can can you tell me a little bit about that? I- so I got involved with them because, well, my brother was in a real
0: bad accident when he was 20 and he became partially paralyzed. They thought he was going to be a quadriplegic and he beat the odds through a lot of hard work and therapy. But um, I wasn't shown a, a part of, of suffering that was just unimaginable to me. So many people that suffer from spinal cord injuries where I felt like, especially when Sam, my brother, was was rehabbing through that. And I got to see some of his progress and some of his friends that that were on the road to recovery as well with him to see what a small gap it was that I felt like we were on the precipice of, of making a breakthrough to being able to cure spinal cord injuries. And that's been I don't know, 25 years, 30 years mm-hmm. since since that's happened. But I feel like we're getting very close with stem cell research, and that's what the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation was all about: is supporting the the research that goes into curing this this issue that that costs the medical community and insurance companies billions of dollars every year. Maybe yeah, I'm I'm not sure the exact number, but it's it's extremely expensive. But also the the cost in human suffering that once they just answer this little question they're going to be able to just make that go away like they made smallpox go away or polio go away
2: mm-hmm. we're
0: so close and so that inspires me when people uh have, have given their entire career
2: mm-hmm.
0: to a cause that that can help so many people and i'm not in that i'm not in that field so i feel like the way that i can help is to promote the cause, and of course, financially
1: support the cause as well. That's awesome. It's so true when you think of, and and we don't normally think about this, think of all the people that have taken the gifts that they have, and they've basically laid them down and said, you know, I'm here to help and support and see this through and see a change. And again, none of us are in that place. But if we can be a little bit and part of that, it really does help and make a difference in this world. And like you said, all things are possible. So listen, yeah. uh, it's been a wonderful time talking to you. Um, and I know if people want to get in touch with you, they can go to your website, right? And so why don't you give them that address and if there's anything else that I'm missing. Great. Yeah, I'll give you all the all the internet details. So if you want to
0: reach me, you can reach me directly at www christophershowerman.com you can find me on facebook i'm christopher showerman on facebook or book or instagram at christopher showerman and uh the movie that i'd mentioned encounter if you want to see that trailer that joey that you had mentioned uh that trailer is streaming at EncounterTheAlien.com. all one word encounter the um so there's all the all the online de-
1: mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I I would just tell people to check that out. You know, check out all of Chris's releases and his recent releases. Again, Terror Tales, Enter the Fire, and Encounter, which of course is not released yet, but they can see the preview. And so again, Chris, thank you for joining us on Live from the Bay with Joey. Joey, this has been such an honor.
0: Thank you so much. And and thank you, Jan and both you guys. I feel like you are the embodiment of what we've been talking about today. About serving, about like, shining a light on other people. I feel so blessed to have had that light shine on me today. And, and I really
1: honor what you're doing. Uh, Amen, brother. God bless thank you. May, you, may too. More. you too, man. We'll be in touch soon. Okay. Blessings to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on Live from the Bay with Joey.